The following is a Pond Beard production. Holy cow, sorry about that. Happy Halloween. Come on in. How's it going? Love your costume. What is that? That's, that's cool, man. I like I like that. Come on in. Have a seat. Hope you're doing fantastic. Thank you very, very much for coming and hanging out with me here today as we are diving into a very cool episode of The Hottest Show here today, a Halloween special in which I'm going to be diving in to some real paranormal and ghost stories, not only uh, from myself, but also from my listeners and a couple that have actually told their own story in their own words. So very excited about that. We should have a lot of fun here. Uh, But I do have to warn you, because in the past, when I've done things like this, things tend to happen to those that listen to these episodes. And let me explain. If you seek out paranormal activity, paranormal activity seems to find you. So I implore you to use caution. If you're sitting down on Halloween today and listening to this, just be warned to always keep an eye over your shoulder. Maybe Keep an eye out on those that you love. Because while you're listening to these stories, there's no telling what might attach itself to you or what you might experience here on Halloween night. Let's get into some stories, shall we? before, but something very recent. Starting a new job can be exciting, and working alone can be refreshing. Unless, of course, in the first week, you find out that you, in fact, are very much not alone. Before I share this story, I'd like to reiterate that I'm a very logical thinking person. I'm not someone who jumps to conclusions or believes in something I generally can't see. That being said, I encountered something at my new job that has left me puzzled and terrified. Some quick information that pertains to this story. I work alone after a certain time on the floor I'm on. No one is even around but me. I was working in a room with my back turned to the door when suddenly it violently slammed shut. It startled me, but wasn't super abnormal. I figured the air exchange in the room had just turned on. 
as it has plenty of times before. However, to avoid it happening again, I wedged a solid wooden doorstop under the door and braced it in tight. I went back to what I was doing without giving it a second thought. Now again, I reiterate that I am a logical, thinking person. A few minutes later, I hear what I later discovered to be the wooden doorstop fly across the room and bounce off the floor several times as if it had been kicked by someone. Then a second later, the door once again slammed shut. I instantly felt like I was being watched, and I couldn't shake that feeling. I jammed the doorstop underneath the door enough that it would have had to have been kicked with all of my might to have that same effect, to go bouncing across the room and across the floor like it was made of rubber. I quickly finished what I was doing in that particular room and locked it up for the night. There is no possible way that an air exchange or heating or AC unit turning on would have had that kind of power. But believe me, that's what I told myself to get through the rest of the night. The remainder of my evening went quickly. After some time, I no longer had that eerie feeling of being watched and finished things up as I normally would. One of the last things I do is lay my dusting rag out so that it may dry and be ready to use the next day. I laid it out over a tap to hang dry and I left the room. I realized a minute later I forgot to lock the door heading outside in the back of the room so I went back in. As I walked back I noticed my rag was missing. I thought maybe it had fallen to the ground and I began looking for it. However, where and how I found it sent a shiver down my spine. It was back on my cart, folded as neatly as humanly possible, with a certain meticulous style that I would not have done, nor, I feel honestly, anyone in their right mind would do. As I stared at this perfectly folded rag, I realized one crucial fact about my new job. And it's something that I really don't think I've even said out loud yet. And that's that I'm truly never going to work alone again. This next tale was sent to me by somebody who does not wish to be named at this time. As this is something that happened very recently and has scared them so much that they don't really want to talk about it publicly yet. But they wanted to share their story in the hopes that maybe someone could offer them some advice through me. Because this is a story that is very real. Something that was not a dream as they were wide awake. And to be honest with you, I think is everyone's nightmare. And is a good indication as to why so many people always sleep 
with their legs covered. This morning I stayed up late studying for an exam. It's 5 a.m. and I lie down. I'm tired facing the wall. In front of me, on my bed, I have a book about chest level. Suddenly I feel an energy around my legs. Kind of like the sensation you get when something radiates energy. Soon after that sensation, I feel it. I'm being pulled down slowly. I'm terrified. It's a few minutes until I fidget and sit up and gather the courage to look around the room. I see nothing and lay back down. Again, the sensation. I notice that I'm moving because the book that was at chest level is now closer to my shoulder. At this point, I'm just trying to calm myself down and try to reason with what's going on. I'm not superstitious, but I keep up with lore. I have a mirror at the foot of my bed, which is supposed to be really bad placement in Chinese lore. So at that moment, I get up and move it because I'm not sure what else to do. I lay back down and yet again, the sensation. But this time, I'm being pulled at an angle towards the book. My heart is racing. And then I feel the energy move around my entire body. I try to fight it. But when it hits 6 a.m., it stopped and I dozed off. This isn't the first time it happened. This is the second time. The first time was about two weeks ago, to the, around the same time of day, and I'm not sure what to make of it. I've only been in this house for three months, and my room has an entrance to the attic. I'm not sure what to make of all this, and to be honest with you, I'm absolutely terrified on what this could mean, and I have no logical explanation for it in my mind. Although, I certainly have tried to make heads or tails of it. I guess I can just hope that it doesn't happen ever again. Although, I don't think that's going to happen. This next tale we have comes from friend of the show, Dylan and is a cautionary tale that sometimes the things that you're afraid of might not be what they seem. There was something outside my tent and it wasn't an animal or a human. Over the summer I camp a lot, wilderness, campgrounds, or whatever. At this point I'd basically consider myself a journeyman outdoorsman. I've experienced a lot I've been woken up by raccoons clawing at my tent, skunks spraying other animals, and the occasional coyote howl. It takes a lot to spook me, and brother, I'm spooked as hell. I went on one last summer camping trip by myself into the northern wilderness. I enjoy camping alone sometimes. It clears my head. This particular trip was filled with a few rather odd occurrences. 
things I'd never really experienced before, but nothing abnormal. My food being eaten by animals, things that I put up in trees being pulled down. I thought it was just maybe some kids that were messing around, leaving my trash everywhere. That was until the second last night that I had. I'd settled in for the night and I'd heard a noise outside my tent. I didn't think anything of it because my fire was still going. Thought maybe it was just the crackling of the wood as the fire was dying out. That was until I heard something. Breathing. It was unlike any breathing I'd ever heard before. Sounded like a husky man climbing the stairs. But if the man was an animal, I cannot explain it. It was not human. I thought that perhaps it was a bear, as there are some brown bears around occasionally. At least I thought that, until I saw it stand up by the fire. This was not any known animal. I could see its silhouette, a brief outline as the fire would crackle. It was huge and slender. I had no idea what I was looking at. I was petrified, frozen in fear. This was not any animal known to man. What the hell was it? It would kneel down near the fire like it was inspecting it. And I'm pretty sure it kept looking at the tent. But I couldn't really make it its eyes out. After a couple of minutes, I finally found my balls and thought to myself, well, if I'm going out, I'm going out like a man. So I slowly grabbed my hunting knife and started creeping towards the zipper. I took a deep breath and started to unzip it. It was at this moment I heard this thing make a noise that sounded like a grunt. It took off. It was so quick. I ripped open the zipper and it was long gone. There were leaves all over, so there were no tracks, only some broken branches. I didn't sleep another wink that night. The next day I found no tracks or signs of this thing. I started to think maybe I had dreamed it. But I know better. The last evening that I spent, I didn't sleep a wink. I just sat up by the fire, holding my knife praying, just praying that I didn't see this thing again, but I didn't want to let it beat me and leave early from my trip. I know what I saw, and I just hope that I never, ever have to see it again. The next tale that we have is from Miko, from Bertizzo, in a story that he himself has said to this day has left him puzzled and with chills down his spine and can prove potentially that you never truly know who or what you're speaking with. It was Halloween night in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, in 1995. 
in my old band, Absolute Zero, were playing the Red Raven. Just before the doors were about to open, I had been chatting with someone for about a good hour at one of the tables by the back. Just general conversation, nothing specific from what I can recall. The thing I noticed was that they were very sad and I guess I felt like they needed some cheering up, hence why I sat down to chat. Anyway, I said it was nice chatting and went to watch the opening band. Then we played our set and I do remember seeing them in the crowd from time to time, but after our set, they were nowhere to be found. I asked the guys if they had seen them and they said they had no idea what I was talking about. I mentioned to the table and asked them if they remember seeing me having a conversation with someone. And they all replied that I wasn't doing anything of the sort. I was in fact passed out head down on the table. Once I heard that, I had a good cause of good case of the chills and just stood there puzzled. To this day, I still don't know if they were messing with me or not, or if I really had a conversation with someone who only I could see. I'm now going to pass things over to Mean Beer Managing Partner, Joe Loving, to share a story in his own words of an experience he had moving into his new home. What is going on? This is Joe Loving, managing partner at Mean Beer. And what an honor and a privilege it is to be back on the Hotter Show again. So, TJ, I really appreciate the, uh, the invitation here. Following a Facebook post from TJ, uh, he inquired about any type of experience with any type of uh, paranormal ghost experience, whatever that might be. And uh, I, I have a specific story that I want to tell, but I'm going to kind of start start the story by uh, kind of painting a picture of where I currently live. Uh, back in the late 90s, 1999 specifically, my wife wanted to purchase a, a house with character, meaning that she wanted a house that was old, that wasn't like you know the other cookie cutter houses out there. So we decided to... Uh, to purchase this home in Batavia, Ohio, um, that was kind of a painted lady, painted lady theme, uh, kind of a Victorian type feel, and you know, for us, it was uh, it was our second house, but um, it kind of had a, a weird vibe to it, something definitely not like what we were used to. So, to start off with, August of 1999, we purchased the home that I was just talking about. Uh, we uh, as we moved in, um, we started feeling some things that were kind of not quite right. And as we were moving boxes, there is a, a particular like catch hallway that caught some of the boxes that, you know, we were put our shoes in and stuff like that. And um, the first night that we stayed in this home, our first house, we didn't even have the bed set up yet. We put some shoes in the, you know, in that, that particular closet. And when we woke up the next morning, there's one of those old style light fixtures with the uh, the pull string on it, if you know what I mean. And that was the only light in the actual closet 
staircase. It was like it, it's a it's a closet that shapes just like the stairwell that's leading up, you know, to the second floor. And as I opened the door to look for something that we had placed, obviously we're unpacking, that particular drawstring on that light had been tied in intricate bows all the way down. And at the time, my daughter, my oldest daughter at the time, I believe was five. And we knew that she wouldn't have the dexterity to be able to do that, nor the height to actually reach up to tie those intricate bows like what was displayed. With that, I had goosebumps all over, chills up and down my spine. I thought my wife was did it to kind of play a trick on me and vice versa. She thought I did it and was just joking, but the reality was neither one of us had anything to do with it. And it was just something that was unexplainable. Move to the next night. We're upstairs. We finally have the bed assembled. My wife again has some shoes that are lying alongside of the bed, um, some tennis shoes and some boots that haven't been put away completely. We wake up the next morning and three pairs of shoes had that exact same intricate knot tied in the shoestrings. Absolutely bone chilling to say the least. Had no idea what was going on, if something was trying to talk to us, uh, whatever that, whatever it might be. Again, she's pointing fingers at me that I did it. I'm pointing fingers at her that she did it. Again, they can't answer that question. So the first two nights in this house, needless to say, we thought we might've made a bad decision. <laughs> so uh, moving forward, I guess to step back to where that part of the story leaves off, we have not had anything else happen since those first two nights in this house. And over time, over the next couple of years, I befriended some of my neighbors and uh, one of the neighbors who, he lives right out back of my house. He's actually a retired title attorney and at the time was probably in his late 80s. And he could track back the lineage of our home and how many of the, the families that have lived at our home, starting off with um, a family called the Garmine family that built the house. And, and actually the house was built in 1879. And, um, and then it became a, uh, a vet home. Um, they actually ran a veterinarian out of our house. But the third one for me was kind of weird. It was actually a Methodist minister and his wife that lived here back in the 50s. And as Hugh was telling me the story, my ears kind of perked up. And Hugh proceeds to tell me that, yes, there was a fire in your house. And unfortunately, the wife did not want to make the leap from the second story onto the ground to get out of the house. And unfortunately she perished in the fire. So was that an instance where she welcomed, welcomed us to the house? And that was kind of her token of appreciation that uh, we welcome you and take care of everything. This is a good thing. Have fun with your family. Let your lives grow here. And we've been here for 21 years now. So uh, that's kind of the tie up the end of the story. That's, that's what I, that's where I feel the intricate bows came from. This next tale comes from listener of the show, Erica, and is a very fine example as to why sometimes you should just trust a gut feeling. I'll never shower 
at my boyfriend's parents again. Something happened to me a few years ago that terrified me. It was like something out of a horror movie. Only I can state clearly for the record that this was 100% real. Before my boyfriend and I moved in together, we spent a lot of time at his parents' house. They have a beautiful older home that has almost a full apartment in the basement. This is where my boyfriend stayed. It was almost like our own little world, except for his mom would come down for the occasional load of laundry. There was a bedroom, a little living room area, and a bathroom with a stand-up shower in it. I always had a weird feeling about showering at my boyfriend's place. It was something I never did for whatever reason. I always felt strange about it, but after we had been together for a couple of years, I finally got over it. One morning I had spent the night and my boyfriend had left early for work. We had plans that night so he told me just to hang out for the day and have some me time. I decided I'd start off with a nice shower, do my hair, that sort of thing. As I turned the shower on, I began washing my hair, and I had a very strange feeling. Almost like I was being watched. I figured it was just a weird feeling that I always had. But I swear, I kept seeing things out of the corner of my eye and hearing what sounded like footsteps. His parents were away for the weekend, so I knew that I was alone. I chalked it up to my imagination. I was rinsing my hair when it started, the walls of the shower shaking violently. I turned around and I saw a figure. Their hands were against the shower walls, and as I looked at them, they began to shake the walls even more. I screamed, please stop, and was crying harder than I ever have in my life. I was terrified. I curled up as much as I could, sobbing, covering my eyes. After what felt like hours had passed, which in all honesty, may have only been a minute or two, it stopped. I looked up and the figure was gone. I slowly turned the water off and opened the shower door, only to be met with complete silence. I was all alone. I ran upstairs to see if his parents were home and were playing some kind of prank on me. They were definitely not home. I called my boyfriend panicking and hyperventilating as I told him what had happened. He came home right away and figured someone had just broken in and was playing a sick joke on me, maybe a friend of his or something. After he calmed me down, he checked the locks on all the doors and the windows. Everything was locked tight. He went over to his neighbor's house to see if they had seen or heard anything, which they had not. He called all his friends asking if they had played a trick on me, and none of them had any idea what he was talking about. Whether that thing was trying to scare me, well, it succeeded. It definitely succeeded. As time went on, we never had any more weird encounters. My boyfriend showered all the time with no other issues. He would even try to make things happen 
showering in the middle of the night on certain evenings where there was a full moon, but it never happened to him. But one thing was absolutely certain. I never showered at my boyfriend's parents again. The next tale that I have here for you today is from Kyle from Colete in Harmonic Dissection. And albeit a short story, is definitely one that proves that the paranormal are not to be trifled with. One time, I was talking smack about ghosts at my mom's house. And as I walk down the stairs with my brother, a wastebasket from the other end of the hall upstairs flew down the hall and down the stairs and hit me in the back of the head. I will never, ever say another cross word about ghosts or their questioning their existence ever again. This last tale that we have is from a listener of the show, Jacob. And, well, I'll just let him explain it. So you want to hear a ghost encounter story? Well, I sure of hell got one. A few years ago, I worked at a store in an old part of town. I never really found out how old the area is, but everyone said it was super old. It was a pretty boring sales job selling clothes and stuff like that. Boring and mind-numbing. At least until I had to go into the basement for the first time. The basement was super sketchy. Pipes everywhere, only one light. And a hole in the corner that apparently went into a crawl space. Not that I ever was going to check. I'd have to go into the basement to get overstock. And man, I'm telling you, I always had an uneasy feeling every time I went down there. A very eerie feeling, almost like something was looking at me. It was actually in October when I had my encounters. Only two. I wasn't going to let there be a third. My boss sent me down to dig out a bunch of old stock to organize, and I had a week to do it. Easy week for me. The second day, I was working alone after the store had closed. I decided to FaceTime my buddy while I was working. We were just talking when he asked me, Who's down there with you? I was confused and asked what he meant. And he said, Dude, there's someone right behind you. I looked at my phone and saw someone clear as day behind me. It was just for a second, but it was so clear. We both swear to this day that we saw someone or something. I was absolutely freaked out. I made him stay on the line with me as I finished my work. The last day I was in the basement, I was almost done for the night, listening to some music, when I started hearing voices super clearly coming from, you guessed it, the hole in the floor. I was so 
terrified, but I was also thinking logically. Maybe there was a vent coming from another store. That was when I realized everything else was closed and it was very late at night. I was so curious. I walked over and listened for a couple of minutes. I couldn't really make out what the voice was saying until I could finally hear it make out one word. Jacob. I heard it as clear as I hear you through my headphones most times. I lost it and I ran upstairs. The next day I told my boss that I cannot work here anymore and that I quit. No way. I was out. I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. But I don't know, man. I still kind of wonder what the hell was calling my name. Well, there we go. Some good tales, I think. I hope that you had fun hanging out with me as we were able to go through some of these tales together. And I'd like to thank everybody who shared these stories so that I could share them with you here today. Well, it's getting late. We should probably get out of here. I'm sure I'm going to have some more trick-or-treaters coming in any moment here. But I want to wish you a very safe and happy Halloween. And again, love your costume. Oh, but before you go, just one last thing. Remember what I said. If you seek out the paranormal, there's a chance that the paranormal may find you. Just be very careful at every single step tonight as you walk around on Halloween night. And if you're listening to this after Halloween, just remember, ghosts aren't just around one night of the year. Because the paranormal, they do whatever they please. Have a safe and happy Halloween. <laughs> Ah. Uh.